All right, if you have your Bibles, go to the book of John, chapter number 14. The book of John, chapter number 14. And again, we are starting a series called The Truth of the Matter. The Truth of the Matter. John, chapter uh, number 14. Uh, just to give you some context before I read this one verse, and then we're going to go to some more scriptures, but I, I want to give you context to this. Uh, John chapter 14 is when Jesus is sitting down with his disciples. Uh, that is what is called the Last Supper. This is the last time he gathers with his disciples before his crucifixion, his arrest and pending uh, crucifixion. And he's sitting down with them and he starts to explain uh, a lot of things that over the last three years of his earthly ministry, they were kind of scratching their head and going, what are you talking about? Has, it, has anybody ever, you know, walk with the Lord in a season where you, you have more questions than you do answers? Where you've just been like, God, I have no clue what you're doing. I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. <laughs> like, I'm not leaving, but what are you talking about, okay? So he, uh, uh, he's sitting down, he's explaining some things to them. Uh, he starts talking about leaving in uh, verse number one of chapter number 14, and um, he's going to prepare a place for them, and and, and, and Thomas's response in verse number five is, Lord, we, we don't know where you're going. <laughs> uh, we have no idea where you're going. So how can we know the way? Je here's Jesus's response. And I love Jesus' response because his responses never seem to answer the question you asked. <laughs> it's like oh, that good rabbis are just good at frustrating you. Right. They're just like, OK, what you wanted to know that? No, I'm going to I'm going to talk about this. And you're like, I didn't ask you about that. Here's what he says. Jesus told them, I am the way the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So in this first uh, uh, message in this series, uh, The Truth of the Matter, the title of this sermon is We Need Jesus. Period. We need Jesus. Let's pray over the word, shall we? Holy Spirit, thank you for Jesus. Amen. So uh, for visitors, I pray quick. So that was it. If you need more, you can add it yourself. So uh, uh, Jesus makes this incredible statement over dinner. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one can come to the Father except through me. It's, it's absolutely uh, a staggering statement, and, and it just seems so, uh, so focused, so, so lacking of other options that, that he would just not just say, I'm the way, that, that would have been one thing, but, but then he goes on to say, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. Uh, and no one can have access to God the Father, the one that created us all, except through me. Well, well that's man. Well, what if I don't like you, though? Well, <clears throat> there's nothing you can do because I'm not just the way. I'm the truth. And I'm the life. So those are our three points. I'm going to make this very, very simple. OK, point number one, write this down. Jesus is the way. It's that simple. Jesus is the way. And he says something in Matthew chapter number seven, if you would turn to there. He says something in Matthew chapter number seven 
that, that, that gives you an indication of, of how serious this is. This is during the Sermon on the Mount, and uh, they go into these last, uh, he goes into these last uh, four parables, uh, and they're all, they're all either or. They're, they're, they're two things. The, the first one that we're going to read is um, the narrow gate, and it's this narrow gate versus this broad gate. The second is between two trees. The third is between uh, two professions of faith. And the fourth is between two foundations. And I taught about those foundations a few months back. But in this first one, here's what he says. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. He was talking about himself. He's saying, here's here's what I want you to understand. Uh, uh, If you want to enter the kingdom of God, if you want to understand what it's like to have a relationship with with the person that created you, uh, the only way you're going to know that is through this very narrow gate And it's a cryptic conversation that he explains now later on the last meal a little more clearly. Remember that that whole narrow gate I was talking about? It's me. There's a whole lot of philosophies and there's a whole lot of belief systems out there. uh, But but I've come to tell you and I know it's really bold of me to say I I know to have the audacity to say this in in, in a culture that that wants many, many options. It's very, very difficult for me to say this. And this is why only a few people are going to receive it and find that way. Because it's me. He did it for this way, not to complicate things. But to simplify it, I was driving uh, to a friend's house last week. They had like a housewarming and uh, they live off of 75, 75 North. So uh, I'm coming from Roanoke, which is the other side of the planet. okay, uh, to go to my friend's uh, housewarming and the GPS took me uh, up 635 and it allowed me finally some of the dust has settled from over there. And there's a nice tollway. If you've never been on it, drive on it. There's no cops. I mean, you can just floor it. I'm sorry. So sorry. The redemption in my right foot is not as saved as my soul is yet. So please, please pray for me. Anyway, don't speed, kinda, but don't. Um, but like, there's just no place, there's no place for cops to even like clock you. I mean, it's great. So anyway, I'm flying down, uh, not flying, I'm driving aggressively down 75 and, and, and like I don't know how they did it these these civic engineers are amazing but like you're under the freeway now and you're just like I felt like the dark night I was just like, mm. like it's just okay and I'm driving and and so the toll if you get on the toll right there uh, then it curves and when you get on 75 north you're still in the tollway well I had to get off on Arapahoe okay the tollway didn't care the tollway allowed me no access to exit on Arapahoe. And there's these little stupid little, like little plastic things jutting out the ground. I mean, whoever put those up were painstakingly meticulous because there is just, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So, uh, the, 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 the time freak in me that wanted to be there on time was like, Arapahoe's right there. 
but I have barriers right here uh, and I have to get over there. And so maybe I should just run over these barriers. Okay. But the, but the rule follower in me was like, I can't break those barriers. Those barriers are there for a reason. And I'm not on that dark night passage anymore. <laughs> Somebody could see me. So I wound up five miles past Arapahoe before it would let me off to turn around and get back to where I wanted to be. Because the tow lane is narrow. But when they set it up, they didn't care that you wanted to get off here. They designed it for you to go a particular way. They had already done all of their uh, insight and forecasting of what would be the safest way to set this up to keep traffic moving forward. And I felt restricted. And some other people, I obviously felt restricted because there's many of those plastic barriers that are gone. <laughs> so there were some people just like me uh, who, who did not allow the little governor on the inside of them to follow the rules, uh, uh, really take uh, authority, and they just ran over them. And there was a temptation several times as I saw three or four of those plastic cones missing, the little spaces, that's enough for me to get my car through. But I had to follow the path that was laid out. Here's what Jesus is saying. I, I know you want to get off when you want to, but if you come to me, you can't. There's a way to get to where you want to go. It's just not the way that's most comfortable for you. But I've designed a way that will be very safe for you and you will still wind up at the same destination. But if it might not get you there when you want to be there, but you won't be late. If you manipulate this situation and go past the boundaries I've set up, you'll get there. But you may not like how you feel when you do. He is the way. And we live in a culture now that wants options. And I understand we want our options and we want our own will. We want our own way. But, but how's that really working out for you? Like, like, honestly, just like assess maybe 10 things in your life. And are all of them clicking on the, the highest cylinder? Everything's going great in your life. You have no problems nowhere. Relationally, everything is great. Financially, everything is great. Emotionally, everything is great. I have no idea why anybody would need Jesus. Why don't you just make a decision and roll with it? That might be the reason you need Jesus. Because he's just not after making you do right. As much as he is making you see correctly. That statement reeks with pride. And maybe he's after that. Well, Jesus is just for people that don't have much. If you got everything together, I don't understand why you need organized religion. Well, I know that organized religion has done, has taken its toll on a relational community, but he was never after organized religion. He was after a family reunion. And if he says, I'm the way for you to get back into a relationship 
with the God that created you. Here's the way you have to go. We either accept it or we deny it. So here's the way. Point number two. Anybody want to take a guess? <laughs> he is the truth. Go to uh, John, 1 John, not the book of John, but 1 John, his epistle in the back toward Revelation. John chapter number five, starting at the first verse. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God. And everyone who loves the father loves his children, too. We know we love God's children if we love God and obey his commandments. Loving God means keeping his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. I can stop right there. I love that verse. I have it highlighted. I tattoo my Bible. OK, I just tat it up. I just put highlights and underlines and ink marks. His commandments are not burdensome. When we're really submitted to a lifestyle with God, it's not burdensome to do what he's asking us to do because everything he's asking us to do makes us better. It's not burdensome. For every child of God defeats this world and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the son of God. And Jesus was revealed as God's son by his baptism in water and by shedding his blood on the cross. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And the spirit, who is truth, you guys underline that. You guys need to have that, okay? And the spirit, who is truth, confirms it with his testimony. So we have these three witnesses, the spirit, the water, and the blood, and all three agree. Since we believe human testimony, surely we can believe the greater testimony that comes from God. And God has testified about his son. All who believe in the son of God know in their hearts that this testimony is true. Those who don't believe are actually calling God a liar because they don't believe what God has testified about his son. And the spirit who is truth. Jesus says, I'm the way, and he is absolutely the way. But then he goes further and he says, I'm the truth. Well, how can he say I'm the truth? We know that the spirit of truth is the Holy Spirit. But when he says, I am the truth, here's what he's saying. Uh, the truth is on the inside of me. And right now, I'm the best way you're going to access the truth. It's through me. I'm the way, but I'm the truth too. The Holy Spirit is on the inside of me. Matthew chapter number three, when he gets baptized at the Jordan River by his cousin John, he comes out of the water. This incredible thing happens. The Holy Spirit comes down and descends on Jesus like as a dove, not a real dove. OK, so get all the movies out of your head. OK. Like a bird did not just like do like little twirls down, just come on top of his head and like, oh, this, this is great, birdie. It's the Holy Spirit that came on the inside of him. And then there was a voice from heaven that says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. In this moment, here's what he's saying. Uh, I'm trying to give you an all-inclusive picture 
of what it's going to be like to get to the Father. I'm the way. This physical body is the way. But on the inside of this physical body is the truth of the Holy Spirit. He's on the inside of me. And if you deny me, you can't have a relationship with God. I'm going to make this very, very simple uh, at the end. But I want you to understand something. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. The truth about Jesus Christ is on the inside of us. As it says in Romans chapter number eight, verse number 11, the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in us. So it's not something that happened to Jesus and we're like, oh, wow, Jesus we will never be that guy. The same spirit that raised him from the dead lives on the inside of us right now and brings us into all truth. Again, the truth is not a philosophy. The truth is not a denomination. The truth is a person and his name is Jesus. That's who the truth is. And so you never have to get in an argument about what I call accents. There's so many church fights about the most ridiculous stuff that absolutely makes no sense. I can't believe that you guys raise your hands in worship. Well, we can't believe you don't. I can't believe that you guys shout out at the preacher. I can't believe you're so quiet. These are not, these are just expressions. What are you talking about? Do you believe in Jesus or not? Whether you have service for four hours, God help you, God bless you. I'm not coming. Uh, <laughs> or whether you have a, a complete service in 20 minutes, God bless you, I don't know how you do that either. Do you believe in Jesus? That's the common denominator. But, but we, we go into relationship, it's, it's really funny. Uh, it's like, hey, are you a Christian? Yeah, but what kind though? Like, what do you, like, are you Baptist? Because you know, if you're not good old Baptist, you're not nothing. And so you got that one side of it. And then the other side is, uh, if you don't have a prayer language, then you're not really in a relationship with Jesus. And it's like, I didn't know there was a checklist. I thought it was Jesus. It has to come down to Jesus. If it doesn't come down to Jesus and it's about how we worship and, and, and how the style is and, and I can't believe you sang that song and I, don't, I can't believe you don't sing these songs and I can't believe you're not more expressive and I can't believe that you express it all if it's about that instead of who he is. There's going to be division. He's the truth. And he makes the statement without wavering, flinching, or changing. Point number three, write this down. Think you guys know where I'm going? Anybody want to guess what point three is? <laughs> Jesus is the life. You guys, you guys are preaching next week. I'm good. I'm, you guys are ahead of me, okay? Jesus is the life. He's the, Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. And look at what it says in 1 John 5, 11 and 12. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life. God is the one that gives life. God is the giver of life. He has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son. Underline that. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have God's son does not have life. 
Here's what I understand about our culture today. We love God. Oh boy, do we love God. That Jesus guy. I don't want to talk about that guy. I mean, hey, hey, I have my own personal relationship with God. Get off my back. Don't judge me. But like Jesus, I don't have what? There's, listen, there's many ways to get to God. No, there's not. No. No. If I've been disconnected from my son, Noah, who is in the 9 a.m. service because he can only take one children's class in a day. So five years old on the front row, acting like he knows what I'm talking about. If Noah, <laughs> if I got disconnected from Noah and I couldn't find him, best thing I want in the whole wide world is for him to come home. Why would I lay out a thousand options? If I want my son home, I'm going to give him the quickest, most expedited way to get to me. I would not lay out 15,000 options and tell him, pick which one you want as long as you get home. I would say, here's the fastest way for you to get to me. If you just go through this door right here, the moment you take your first step across the threshold. We'll be back together. Whether you're one foot from me or a million miles away, the moment you take your first step in this direction, you'll be home. And when you get home, we don't even have to talk about what you've done. We're going to have the most extravagant party of all time because you're home. God is not trying to be mean in giving us Jesus. He's being extravagant by making it the easiest thing possible. And here's what he says, if you, if you want life, I put it in my son. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jesus, how can you lay claim to that you're the giver of life? God is the giver of life, I know, but, but, but he gave it to me. He gave me the authority to do it. And if you need any more proof, then, then look at John chapter 11 when Lazarus is raised from the dead. Lazarus just wasn't raised from the dead. He was raised from Jewish dead dead. There's dead and there's dead dead in Jewish culture. Okay? If you die for three days, Jewish culture says uh, your spirit's kind of hovering and it can come back into your body. On the fourth day, you know what Jews say? He's dead. He's like really dead now. Jesus comes and does a miraculous miracle. That's redundant. Uh, <laughs> does a miracle with Lazarus on the fourth day. He was told he was sick. He was still alive. He waits four days on purpose to prove that when I come, 
and do this resurrection miracle, it's going to prove that my dad put life in me to give life to you. And I can resurrect any situation that you're involved in right now, no matter what the situation is, because he's giving me the opportunity to have life and give it away. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Now, now I like for people to be able to leave our church services uh, and be able to repeat the message. Uh, uh, it, 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 I just try to make you guys good evangelists. That's why I keep it so simple, because I want you to remember it. You, you know what I mean? There's nothing worse than hearing a message and the whole time you're going, huh? Wow, that's great. When is this over? <laughs> so last night I was thinking about, Lord, how, how can I give them a, a practical application uh, to this that they can use? So I want, I want you to, uh, if you have your phone, just hold your phone up real quick. Everybody should have a phone. If you don't have a phone, just put your Palm Pilot in the air. Just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. So you got your phone. Raise it up high. If you got on good deodorant, raise it up high. Good. If, you, if your deodorant's waning, down here. Okay. But it's 9 o'clock in the morning. It should, it should be fine. Okay. All right. So cell phone's up. Okay. Cell phone's up. Just want you to see that real quick. Okay. Uh, that cell phone, the phone itself is the way. And you don't have to hold your arm up for the whole thing. I just want to, okay? Because you guys, Jesus. My shoulder cap is on fire. Hurry up. Okay. The phone that you have is the way. That's the way you communicate, okay? Uh, but the way by itself wouldn't keep you connected. If you have a phone and don't have service, you can't stay connected. So you would have the way, you just wouldn't have truth. Because the truth is a connectivity that allows you to talk to other people. Download applications, okay, and receive notifications and updates, okay? So, so the way by itself couldn't get you anywhere. So you need truth. The truth is your service provider, okay? And we're not going to beef about service providers. Mine is AT&T. I don't care if you're Team Verizon or... Sprint or T-Mobile, okay? It doesn't matter, okay? We're not going to have division over cell phone service. <laughs> Calm down. It's an example, okay? Go with me. The service provider, is the, it, it, that's the spirit of the phone. It's the one that gives you the connectivity. That's the truth. But the life is the manufacturer. Apple, Samsung, whoever made the Blackberry, can't leave Juliet out, Take a picture of that, ladies and gentlemen. It's the last Blackberry left in North America. And she's, she has it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, okay. The actual manufacturer is the one that gives life. Now. How would you identify with the manufacturer without the way? You wouldn't. What, what would be your interest? How could you have any type of brand association if you didn't have the actual product, the, the way? 
And how could you stay connected if you didn't have a service provider? The truth, you, you couldn't. You can't have it out of order. You have to have the way which gives you the truth to understand the life. If you tried to reverse it, there, there would be no way to really connect and identify. So that, that analogy is how I want you to frame the context of this message. We need Jesus. You know, several years ago, that became like a, a thing to say to people that were going through some drama in their life. You need Jesus. The reason why I didn't say you and I said we, because we need him. I need him. We need him. Whether you have faith in him, uh, this is a reminder. If you don't, it's the truth. We need Jesus. He is the way, truth, the life. And here's the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is we can't have a relationship with the Father without him. That has become a more and more increasing difficult thing to say to people who want to blow past the barriers in their life to exit wherever and whenever they want to. Jesus says this at dinner to his disciples before he is arrested and crucified and this becomes the only message his disciples have been talking about for the last 2,000 years. We're saying the same thing as the guys that sat at him with dinner. We need Jesus. Let him be in your life the way, the truth, and the life. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you through this message? My hope and prayer uh, is that this has been simple enough for you to understand, because I need it simple. I don't like things that are complicated. God made it easy for us. He's not trying to make it difficult for us to have a relationship with him. And in that one man, Jesus Christ, all nations have come to know God as Father to the count of over two billion people. So as we celebrate this resurrection month, these weekends preceding that day, I just wanted you to be reminded that we need Jesus. In a moment, we're going to pray. If you pray for any reason at all, we're going to all stand and we're going to sing one last song. During that time, if there's anything you need us to pray with you about, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ or it's been distant, maybe it's gotten to the point where you're on the other side of that door. You're standing right at the threshold and all you have to do is walk through it.
When you walk through, you don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to have everything figured out. It's, it's just the first step in a relationship in knowing how to stay in that little boundary that he gives us to walk out our life. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would draw every person that needs prayer to come and receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand to your feet?